everyone. Today is May 4th, 2019, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this week in the Duel world, there isn't a ton going on. The Duelist Chronicles are wrapping up. They have the Divine Offerings uh, at the end of the of the event, so you could go there and try to get some extra rewards and Duel Yugi for the Jaden skill, which kind of sounds kind of weird, but that's what's going on. Um... There are new cards this week, a, a couple new cards um, to talk about from the new ranked rewards for the month of May. Um, mostly we're getting copies of other cards from the Duelist Challenges, the Duel Quest, things like that. Um, and just a lot of little things to talk about, and even a meta update. The Six Samurais nerf um, could be you know, heading them into a tie with Neos and Kawaki Meru down the line. So we're going to talk about some of the eSports as well. Um, yeah, and we also have the events for the upcoming month, so we're going to talk about all of that. And Doug Dimmaduel is back. He was banished to the Shadow Realm, and he's back with a uh, Black Rose Dragon deck. Of course, um, Black Rose Dragon didn't get any uh, box support from the new box, so this would just be with the uh, built-in Akiza skill, but tune in for that really cool deck. Uh, you'll love that. So... Um, in terms of myself, when I reviewed the box last week, you know, I looked at all the cards and I wasn't too excited about the whole thing, honestly. But I did mention I I wanted to play Noble Knights again because that was a deck that I never really took to King of Games. I think I was Legend 2 or 3 at most with that deck. And it was just a bit inconsistent, so I was going to try the new tools. And of course, when I was reviewing the box, I, didn't, I, kind of, I was kind of gravitated towards the Synchro aspect with Ignoble Knight and Lady of the Lake. Um, both cards not being too good. But I jumped over to the Duel Links meta Discord. Uh, I, I, saw, I don't, I'm not a huge Discord person, frankly, but I I jump into the new deck discussions or whatever, and uh, there was some discussion from some guys like Wayne Kenoff and um, Pro Circuit Scrub. They were, dis- they were discussing, you know, the deck builds and whatever. And I am playing Noble Knights now. I've I think I only bought 30 packs, so um, very minimal investment into the box, and I did get all of the Noble Knights cards I needed because they're all, you know, R's and N's pretty much. So I am playing Noble Knights in the, you know, the early meta, ranked duels meta is pretty annoying, especially the first day, the top players uh, and their decks. But uh, now I am facing a more of a variety on the fourth, third day, fourth day, and I guess I'll talk about what the new Noble Knights deck is that I'm playing. Of course, the deck is going to evolve throughout the month, but just to give some players an idea of what the new Noble Knights look like. And this is kind of like a, you know, this is this week in the dual world, but I'm kind of merging it with a dual school segment, if you will. Um, Let's get to it. Noble Knights back then... I don't know how good they ever... They they never were, you know, tier list. Like tier 4, probably. And they typically ran 3 Madrats and 3 Dristans. And those are their monsters. It was a balanced deck, typically. So you had those 6 monsters. You had a bunch of your um, equip cards, of course. Um, and you had you know, Glory of the Noble Knights, Quick Spell, Quick Play. Uh, Arthur Duter, for sure. Gallatin and Noble Arms of Destiny, and then you ran a lot of trap cards. Um, the new version of Noble of Noble Knights 
uh, mostly, it's funny I say this, the new version, because it's all about one card. And the the only card I have in this deck that is new is Gwen Gwen Huai Far, Queen of Noble Arms. And um, basically, she is an equipped spell. She She's a monster, but you're not going to normal summon her unless you're, you know, going for a lethal 300 attack. But um, he's basically an equipped spell that equips to a darker light. You, you gain 300 attack. Light monsters uh, get a protection buff, but it's better for a uh, protection buff against effect destruction. But the dark monsters are better because it's pretty much... Um, a super rush headlong. They they destroy the monster as an effect, and this card gets destroyed. And the good thing about Gwen Huai Gwen Huai Far is she um, she comes back every turn, so as long as you have a noble knight monster on the field, so it's recurring uh, recurring equip spell. And the other cards in the deck, of course, you have your three Madrat and three Dristan. Tristan is pretty much the better monster because he's the one who's basically destroying something on the field every turn. He has 1,800 attack. He protects Madrot. does many different things. Some other cards that got play. The main card that got play um, because of Gwen Huai Far is Noble Knight Boars. And Noble Knight Boars is 1,700 attack, 900 defense. It's a normal monster. Uh, when you equip it with a Noble Arms spell, it, change, it becomes an effect monster. Becomes dark, level five, and then you reveal three noble arms cards. You add one to your hand, and you send the rest to the graveyard. So typically, you either try to get the one you want, or you pick one of each, and they pick one. It doesn't really matter. But um, so I have two copies of Noble Knight Boars, and he is the only dark monster. So he gets the ability with Gwen Huai Far with the Super Rush Headlong. I have a Noble Knight Bedwer here. And Bedwars 1600, 1500, when it's normal or special summons, send one Noble Arms Equip spell from the deck to the graveyard. This is optional. Um, during either player's turn, you can target a Noble Arms Equip spell and one monster on the field. Switch the spell. You can only do this once. So this is a combo card you do with um, with Tristan, mostly, to kind of quick, quick destroy something on the field. Of course, you have your one copy of Gwen Huai Far, Queen of Noble Arms, uh, the card that's kind of a wild card here is Swords at Dawn. Swords, Swords at Dawn was from from the Duels Chronicles event, I think. Or, or it's from the Tag Duel Tournament. And it's a quick play spell. Target one equip spell in your graveyard, one monster on the field. Equip that equip spell to that monster. Destroy the equip spell during the end phase. If you activate this card, you cannot special summon for the rest of the turn. You can only use one of these. So this card can draw some parallels to another card... Um, I think it's called Last Chapter of the Noble Knights, where you get one monster and one equip spell from your graveyard and you bring them back. This one's a little more flexible. It's a quick play. Um, and you destroy the, the equip spell, so you could kind of combo with Dristan again. And all, any of your other monsters, too. I have run one copy of Econ, just to match a semi-limit requirement. Two copies of Glory of the Noble Knights. Two Arphiduter. One Gallatin. Two Noble Arms of Destiny, and of course, a Treacherous Trap Hole. So that's the other semi-limited card I run here. And the skill I use is Sealed Tombs. Sealed Tombs is very good in this meta right now. Um, Kawaki Meiru does the thing with the Diamond Core. 
So that is Graveyard. Um, six Samurais, of course. Uh, Fuma does the Graveyard thing. Um, the other guy, Anishi, banishes two from the Graveyard to Bounce. So that's another Graveyard thing. Um, let's see, what else? Neos. Neos banishes the uh, Neos Fusion to protect their monster. Uh, Dark Lords, you could. Compl- I've completely shut down a Dark Lord monster uh, deck by playing Sealed Tombs, like, activating, and they couldn't do anything. So, Sealed Tombs is a very good skill, and basically, this is the Noble Knights of New. Uh, just, just one card, Gwen Huai Far, has has made a new deck where you use Boars, and I have Bedwar in here too. But um, none of the Synchro monsters are um, are involved in this new build. I don't know if they will be in the future. It doesn't seem like they will be, but this version of Noble Knights will only be perfected, um, and hopefully will be competitive. I really like this deck. I've always liked Noble Knights, and um, you know, hopefully the deck builders involved in the discussion can hit King of Games with it, and you could get some visibility um, to make the deck even better. Okay, that is enough about me. Let's talk about this week in esports. Duel Links Meta Weekly number 70. Um, if you're not aware, Duel Links Meta, the they put the ban list, uh, the nerfs, into effect right away. So this is a simulated environment where the six samurais have been hit with the semi-limit nerf to Shen's dojo. And while most people did bring six samurais in the top 32, you see a bit more diversity. Uh, eight of the top 32 were six sams, seven were neos, four Kwakimeru, three Amazonas, and a bunch of other stuff. So neos are getting the biggest share of the, of the top spots. First place, Autumn Leaf, Parasite, Amazonist deck. It's a typical Amazonist deck. Um, only one Lava Golem. You got two Sazanks in here. Sazank, of course, is a very good counter to six Samurais. You just send the card to the graveyard instead of destroying it. That's why it's there. Uh, otherwise, a very typical Amazonist deck. Two Princess, one Queen, three Swordswomen, one Jade Insight Whistle, three Floodgate, three Paleozoic Canadia, one Willpower, two Wall of D. One onslaught, very typical deck. Just has the Sazanks, which not everyone has, of course. Second place, Luler, Destiny, Draw, Neos. Um, so this is a very uh, the the extra deck upgrade is a bit of a toolbox. I'll discuss that, and the deck is a toolbox because of it. So Neos Fusion lets you fuse any monster with Neos and another monster. Typically, uh, Brave Neos is the guy you use because it's pretty versatile. It lets you fuse the other uh, fusion substitute uh, as one level 4 lower effect monster. So this deck runs Sphere Karibos. It runs Blaze Man. It runs Bacon Saver. So Bacon Saver, of course, you fuse it and then you use the Graveyard ability. So it's a very good card for that purpose. But the other cards are in this extra deck are Elemental Hero Great Tornado, which halves all the attack and defense of monsters. Uh, Nova Master. This is a card that really, never really saw play, but um, you know, it's a fire. It requires a fire monster. Great Tornado requires a wind monster. And Elemental Hero The Shining. This is a new card from the new box. It becomes pretty strong, and it requires a light monster. What happens is you can run these other cards. Lava Golems. Two Lava Golems, two Blazemen. One Glyph the Phantom Bird. So Glyph the Phantom Bird is, you know, back row disruption and it's a wind monster. So that's what 
Great Tornadoes for. Nova Master, of course, is the Lava Golem and the Blazeman. So it's a very, it's a very uh, big toolbox here, what you do. And this deck got second place, so there it is. Third place, 3D, Six Samurais. So Six Samurais were hit, and they immediately changed in this Duel Links meta tournament. You still have three Kizen, two Anishi, three Fuma, and you have your two Shen's Dojo. What's different is you've got Kagekis, two Kagekis, one Kagamusha. And Kagamusha is seeing play as an extra tuner. And when you play Kagamusha, you have to play Kageki because they're three plus two. What's different is you see the card Six Samurai Iru. This is one of the original Six Samurais. And basically has an ability where it destroys a monster by effect if they're face down defense. And Iru is there mainly because Sazank is a meta card. So um, it's, pretty, it's kind of weird. They have they have Sazank specifically to counter Six Samurais, and now they're coming back with a, monster, a Six Samurai monster to, specific, to counter that counter. So it's pretty cool. And Maximilian K, tie that binds Six Samurai. This is the same deck, pretty much three Kizen, two Anishi, one Kizaru, one Iru, three Kageki, three Fuma, one Kagamusha, three Six Samurai United, three Asceticism, and two Shen's Dojo. The previous deck didn't run any uh, Six Samurai United, which is a bit weird, I guess. In this deck, a Maximilian can become a uh, great Shogun deck. So there's two great Shoguns in the extra deck and a bunch of the other accessory Six Samurai monsters. So uh, Great Shogun Shen could get pretty strong because it only lets your opponent activate one spell or trap each turn. And that kind of does the opposite of what the Synchro Summon does. The Synchro Summon lets you play them, but it negates one. Great Shogun just lets you activate that one card, I guess. So that is the uh, Duel Links meta weekly 70. And um, to account for the nerfs, the Duel Links meta community has updated their tier list. The tier 0 drama is over. Um, six Samurais have been bumped down to tier 1. Uh, with Koaki Meru's Neos are the new arrival into tier 1. So there's three, car- three uh, archetypes in tier 1. I think Neos... Neos might take the lead. It's the deck that super strong it, it has so much potential there's they have a million cards they can use and people have already figured out you know this toolbox strategy where you could use a bunch of random cards they can hit you with lava golem you know like the the elemental hero fusions they were underwhelming for the whole entirety of the game they've been around for over a year and now we have these basically the newest fusion cards and it's completely made them into a viable deck, into a tier 1 deck. And Six Samurais are a bit weird now. I think um, these decks... Um, these decks that we're seeing in the tournament are a bit experimental in their own. Um, you know, Iru is probably not going to stay in the deck because the Zanks are probably going to leave. And um, we don't really know what's going to happen to that deck yet. Uh, they say there are no tier 2 decks... Uh, and what happens is Amazonas and Ancient Gears have been bumped down to Tier 3. They were the previous Tier 2 decks. Um, yeah, they, they, they're they fine on the ladder, but in tournament play, they've seen fewer representation. And Dark Lords have been put into high potential. 
I, I personally don't think Dark Lords have that much potential. I mean, they're they, they they're put on this list because they are they could get three guys with like twenty six hundred or more attack and then beat down, and you're pretty good. But the problem is they don't really disrupt anything else. I think you need that uh, component, like like Hazy Flame. I think they had that where they couldn't be targeted. That was a that was a big deal. But Dark Lords don't have that. They need something to hit the back row. Maybe Hey Trunades. I don't know what, but um, for them to make it, they need the extra component other than just being really big guys. One update uh, in Duel Links this week. Uh, ranking up after ranked ranking down in ranked duels has been improved, apparently. Uh, they say it's easier to get back to your original rank after ranking down in ranked duels. Um... I'm not really sure what this means. It might mean you have to win two games to get back to your original rank. I'm not really sure, but um, I haven't been in position to lose uh, my rank set, but maybe I will. And um, I guess this appeases some people. Uh, I mean, it is the win streak requirement to get to whatever the next rank is is a bit annoying, especially for the last step. But um, you know, any improvement is welcome. This one is a bit hazy. You don't really say what happens, and you'll have to experience it yourself, I guess, to know um, what the what the actual improvement is and how it actually improves the quality of life uh, when playing Duel Links. But I guess it's an overall, you know, net positive. Though I personally don't really know what the specifics are um, in this improvement. In terms of the questions of the week, uh, instead of having a, a vote this time. This is the first time I had an open-ended question, uh, so a few people responded to it. Uh, next time, I'll try to go back to the voting system. Uh, I just couldn't really think of a question this week where uh, there was a votable thing, so I'm running out of ideas here. But anyways, the open-ended question this week is, what is the best card released from the Lords of Shining mini box? So, you know, obviously, um, this isn't something... You know, not everyone bought the box, of course. Not everyone knows every card from every box, so... Only uh, probably the most hardcore of players responded here. Grand Terrier, our longtime um, Patreon supporter of this podcast, says, Gwen Huai Far, Queen of Noble Arms. This is a fantastic addition to Noble Knights. Gives them a recyclable super rush every turn. Gives them an out to a lot of problems that plagued them before. Yeah, this is kind of what prompted me to play Noble Knights, to go back to that deck. Um, it's kind of amazing how one card kind of just does this. And of course, Gwen Huai Far is just an N rarity card, and you don't need too many of them. So that's why I only bought the 30 packs of this box, this mini box. So uh, minimal investment into you know, completely changing the deck, if you will. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk says, this one right here, a poor man's Jinzo or Horus. And the picture shows Sky Scourge Invincible, which is a level 6 fairy, 2200 attack, 1600 defense. Cannot be special summoned if you tribute summon this card by tributing one monster. This card gains the effects. If you tribute a light fairy, you negate the effects of all spell cards. If you tribute a dark fiend, negate the effects of all trap cards. So yeah, this seems pretty good. Um, I think you would... It depends on the matchup, I guess. Um, against six samurais, you probably want to do the, the spells. Any other deck, like a stall deck... You could just wreck them with the uh, negate negate the effects of all trap cards. Of course, people run econ and things like that, but you could completely shut down some decks with 
negate all trap cards. Brutal Rampage 69 says, Rebirth of Parshaft. So this is a counter trap. When a spell or trap card or monster effect is activated, reveal one counter trap in your hand. Discard one card and pay 1,000 life points. Negate the activation. If you do, shuffle that card into the deck. Then you can special summon one Parshaft monster from your deck or extra deck. Yeah, so this is the new Parshaft deck that gets you to cheat out a Sacred Arch Knight, Arch Air Knight Parshaft card. Um, it's a bit of a combo card if you like playing that type of deck or Counter Fairies for, for that matter. And Gas Station Gyoza says, Celestial Wolf Blue uh, Wolf Lord Blue Sirius. It's a generic 6-star synchro with a great effect. It's also a Beast Warrior that has synergy with Fire Fist. This is one of the cards that got was notable, I think. It's a level 6 Beast Warrior Synchro, 2400-1500. When it's destroyed and sent to the graveyard target when phase of monster your opponent controls, it loses 2400 attack. Um, I mean, of course, it is a Beast Warrior for the Fire Fists, but it doesn't have any tuning requirements. So you could just slot this anywhere you run the 6-star Synchros, which fits very well with Psychic Synchros, for example. So those are some of the favorite cards we got. Um... So this, this box, I guess, has more potential than I originally thought. I definitely have faced a lot of Steel Swarms on the ladder, and they do destroy me sometimes with um, Steel Swarm, Gearstag, or Moth. I forget which one. I think Moth has destroyed me a few times. And they do take advantage of some of the cards like Steel Swarm Cell and Scout. I've seen a lot of that before. Uh, the X-Sabers predictably didn't really do much. I haven't faced Noble Knights yet. I have faced Dark Lords a bit, and uh, they are a bit underwhelming in my opinion, but Elemental Hero the Shining is pretty much one of the cores for the, the new extra deck for the uh, Neos decks. So there is some potential to this box. It wasn't as bad as I thought. There are some there are some pretty uh, good cards in this set. I'm going to talk about the various scattered events we have. Uh, we're going to get a few new cards from Ranked Duels, but mostly some repeats, and I'll talk about all those cards right now. So dual quest is going on. Um, you get to 100 floors each day, so it's like seven days of events. And there are some cards. Goddess with the third eye. We're getting our third copy of this card. This was a card that did see some competitive play in Buster Blader decks when those were around. Those are a very annoying deck. But um, this is basically that fusion material monster. We could just substitute it for any fusion material. I'm not sure if it works for those elemental hero decks that require like a specific, you know, like a fire monster, and then Goddess of the Third Eye counts as the fire monster, but I think it's like a named monster. And, um, yeah. This is a card we never really needed three of. There were cards that did similar things, like the Hex Fusion. Uh, there was another monster. But it doesn't really hurt to get a third copy of Goddess of the Third Eye, even though we probably would never use it. Cave Dragon, we're getting our second copy here. Um... Not a very good card to level 4, 2,000 dragon. That can't attack unless you have another dragon. There is the card Alexandrite Dragon, which is just a 2,000 uh, vanilla monster. So that's already um, leapfrogged that card, this card, and neither card really sees play. Snifus. We're getting our second copy of this card. It's a beast tuner that lets you... Um, it, you have to use plant cards to play it, which is kind of weird. Um... I mean, you don't have to, but it works best with plant cards where you tribute them. And um, I think plants are seeing their own cards. I've seen Naturia Rose Whip as a card that kind of special summons. It's a bit like a Kiza skill. It comes out on its own. 
Um, and I've seen, uh, Dark, of course, Junk Synchron and Dark Verger for those plays. Silent Paladin. We're getting our second copy of this card. This is a card that you definitely need more of to, to build around. And it never really saw play in the Silent decks because it involves the lower level Silent, silent cards. That being Silent Swordsman level 3 and Silent Magician level 4. Uh, the silent car- silent decks were pretty much using the one that didn't have a level. It was like a 1,000-1,000 monster that brought the big guy or girl from the deck. So um, Silent Paladin is a card that we definitely need three of to make those strategies work, even if they're not the best strategies. So a card we need more of. And we're getting our first copy of Goblin Attack Force. Um, this is kind of an iconic card from the anime. Level 4, Warrior, 2300 attack, 0 defense. If this card attacks, it's changed the defense position at the end of the battle phase, and its battle position cannot be changed until the end phase of your next turn. We've seen a lot of cards that are like this already in the game. Uh, I think the Indomitable Fighter and Giant Orc, and various cards like Giant Orc. So those typically have 22, I think, 2200 attack, 0 defense, and they all do the thing where they switch into defense position. It's not a card you'll see in the ladder for any reason at all, but... You'll see it in the lower ranks as a strong uh, beat stick. Duelist challenges are going on. We're getting two copies of cards we already have as well. Getting our second copy of Quantum Cat. Continuous Trap. Activate this card by declaring one monster type and one attribute. Special summon this card as a normal monster. A level 4, 0 attack, 2200 defense. With that type and attribute. So This is a trap monster we saw from Odeon as a reward and trap monsters do see play i think uh the last one we saw was swamp mirror in the dinosaurs and that was because it had 1800 attack and quantum cat you can make a dinosaur of course you can make it anything but it is zero attack 2200 defense that's something uh it seems like more of a stall card and stall cards use traps more often more annoying traps floodgates paleozoic canadia wall of d um, I think they're releasing this card because there's going to be an Odeon event and there might be some synergy there, but, uh, this card never really saw play just because 2200 defense stall isn't the same as a monster that can't be destroyed or something better. We're getting our third copy of Deal of Phantom. This is a trap card as well. Select one face-up monster on the field, increase the selected monster's attack by 100 for each monster in your graveyard during this turn. Um, yeah. So, this is just a little buff to a monster as a combat trick. Of course, uh, with our 20-card decks and limited ways of getting monsters into the graveyard, we are better off using stronger trap cards here. A mirror wall is better, for example. The new cards we have are from the new ranked rewards. Three new cards. The SR is Knights and Sorcerer. It's a level 2 Dark Spellcaster Tuner, 1300 attack, 400 defense. When this card is special summoned, you can target up to two cards in your opponent's graveyard and banish them. Nice ability. Um, there are cards that can cheat this out. Um, the problem is you have to make it work so you can cheat out a tuner and then get a monster and then synchro summon. It's a pseudo uh, sealed tombs effect if you want to get that off. Uh, it's, it's, it's whether those cards are worth running, the ones that can cheat this out. So it would be a specific uh, deck-building challenge to make it, and you have to match two stars, of course, as a tuner. 
This is definitely a good card to get in the event that it is pretty effective. The R ticket is an R Gen X Oracle, one level one spellcaster tuner, three hundred attack, three hundred defense. If this card is added from your deck to your hand by the effect of a Gen X monster, you can special summon this card. This card cannot be used as a synchro material except for the synchro summon of a Gen X monster. So we have a ton of Gen X cards. Unfortunately, the only one that works is the Gen X Blast Fans, a card of 1600 attack. There are cards that special summon, like um, Accelerator, our Gen X Accelerator, I think, um, gets it onto the board immediately, so that kind of bypasses the ability of the Blast Fan. And Gen X Searcher does that as well. You could special summon when it's destroyed. Um, the problem is, of course, Gen X Synchros aren't too good on their own, so this card might not even be worth playing. Of course, it's just an R ticket, so... Um, Probably have those cards, like every other card from the R ticket, mostly. In the end, ticket is Sky Dragon, it's just level 6. 1900 attack, 1800 defense. Uh, the release of these cards make me wonder when... Because there are a lot of these cards. They're just vanilla cards no one will play. And how Konami decides to pick one over the other. I mean, this is a level 6, uh, 1900. The attack and defense are pretty close, so it is resistant to shield and sword. But besides that, it makes me wonder why this card over, you know, like the 500 other ones that <laughs> that aren't going to see play either. So, I don't know. They should have released more, I guess. Uh, Duelist Chronicles GX Society of Light is ending this week. Uh, we have a few more days with it. Make sh- So make sure, even though you're done with the event, you got your achievement or whatever, make sure you do the three duels a day because that is 50 gems right there. I think I skipped two days. I didn't even know that I had to do this. So I, I, I probably lost 100 gems on my own. So make sure you get your three duels in a day. You could just auto-duel it with you know, whatever deck you use. And make sure you get you beat Yugi three times. So you use the Divine Offerings to beat Yugi three times so you could get your Neospace skill. Neospace is actually a relevant skill. Even if I'm not playing Neos decks, I didn't pay for those um those cards. It's a good. You, you don't want to miss out on a skill, and this basically lets you have Neo Space on the field when you're playing Jaden, and um, these types of skills have seen play traditionally. This one's not irrelevant because it gives Neos and your Neos Fusion monsters 500 extra attack. So Neos becomes a 3,000 attack monster, which lets them compete with uh, meta 3,000 monsters like Ancient Gear Reactor Dragon and Brave Neos. Uh, typically starts out as a 2800, becomes 3300, so it lets you beat over Ancient Gear Reactor Dragon and Blue Eyes. So this is definitely a skill to get. After you get the skill, you just keep playing Yugi until you get the coin rewards because um, there are some gems. There are some gems that are left behind from Yugi as well. So now it's time for Doug's casual deck of the week. He is uh, back from the Shadow Realm. He was banished there for a little bit. He's come back, and he's got a Black Rose Dragon deck. Uh, Black Rose Dragon, of course, is the only signer monster that we we haven't seen released in a box yet, so uh, Konami knows the power of this card. It's a card that could completely change things up. They might just be waiting for the right meta call. I don't know, but here is uh, Doug's deck of the week. It's a deck you've never seen before, and um, you know, hopefully it's fun. So um, He's definitely had fun with it, so make sure... You check him out right now.
there, this is Doug Dimidul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week, in anticipation of uh, the newest set coming out, we're expecting to get some Black Rose Dragon action, hopefully. So in the event that we don't actually get it, I wanted to still build a Black Rose Dragon deck using the skill Mark of the Dragon Foot. So essentially, what the skill does, and that's using uh, Akiza as your uh, legendary duelist that you're going to be running this deck with. So if I go in and check out the explanation of the skill, pull up the details, you end up starting with your uh, extra deck having a plus one in there, and that plus one being Black Rose Dragon. It's a Dragon Synchro, one tuner, one non-tuner, it's a level seven. So uh, that's basically what this whole deck revolves around is building level seven, two, uh, level 7 Synchro Monsters. So when this card is Synchro Summoned, you can destroy all cards on the field. Also, once per turn, you can banish one plant-type monster from your graveyard and then target one defense position monster your opponent controls. Change that target to face-up attack position, and if you do, its attack becomes zero until the end of this turn. So that's a really useful skill as well if you're running more of a plant-based deck. Don't forget that this skill also puts two copies of Copy Plant, a level 1 plant tuner with zero attack and zero defense, in your deck. Once per turn, you can target one other plant-type monster on the field that has a level. This card's level becomes that monster's current level until the end of this turn. So this card can be pretty useful, but it's really something that I don't try to draw into, or I'm going to try to avoid it as much as I can. But I'm really only going to use it as a level 1 synchro, so I'm going to run two different level 5s, and it could be anything. I mean, I'm running Aroma, uh, Aromas Therapy, Rosemary, uh, and then I also run the Armades Keeper of Boundaries. You know, you're just your, some of your level 5 uh, synchro monsters that you could tune into. Uh, same thing with level 7s. You could pretty much switch up your extra deck however you want. I run a copy of Lightning Warrior. I run a copy of Ancient Fairy Dragon. And then I run a copy of Scrap Archfiend because I got it uh, as part of that uh, special. Uh, special set that they were doing for the uh, um, you know some of the different cards so anyway moving forward I just want to at least go over the main strategy of the deck the whole point of the deck is to try and special summon one of your level 4 or level 3 monsters on the field uh, all the level 3's that are included in this deck are tuners uh, you can switch it around see which one fits uh, fits you best but the way that I run things, we're going to start with the non-tuner monsters. I run three copies of Giant Rex. Now, the reason why I run this is because I'm going to be running a combo with Gold Sarcophagus. Uh, that basically gets that free special summon of a level 4 monster on the field. So its effect is Giant Rex cannot attack directly. If this card is banished, you can special summon this card. Don't worry about the latter part of the effect because you're not really going to have any other dinosaurs in here. But just know that once this card is banished, it's special summon on the field. It's a uh, one card combo with gold sarcophagus as long as you have that in your hand you're going to be able to banish your giant rex directly from your deck it'll put it on the field and hopefully you have one of your level three tuners in there and go right into your black rose dragon play the next card that you could put in here and i have run two copies of it is uh dinotherium it's the level four uh beast 1600 attack 600 defense you can special summon this card from your hand. You can only special summon this card once per turn this way. When summoned this way, your opponent can target one level 4 monster in either player's graveyard, and they can special summon it onto their side of the field. This is something that you want to have turn 1. Yeah, you don't want your opponent to be able to take some other monster out of the graveyard and put on the field. But what I also run here is Trident Warrior, and this is really the perfect card to get into a level 7 synchro play. When this card is normal summoned, you can special summon one level 3 monster from your hand. And that's going to be all your uh, your tuners. And moving into the tuners, you could run Psychic Wielder. That's a good option. But what I try to run here is Dark Resonator, a level 3 tuner that uh, we only have two copies of so far. That's one of the, uh, the uh, level up rewards. 
uh, for Jack Atlas. So it's a good card to have. And then I run three copies of Naturia Butterfly, level three Insect Tuner. And I like this card a lot because of the trap card that I run in here. Once per turn, when your opponent's monster declares an attack, you can send the top card of your deck to the graveyard and negate that attack. So the reason why this is helpful is to put more cards in your graveyard for King's Consonants. You know this is the newest UR card, uh, the newest trap card from the Jack Atlas event. When opponent's monster declares a direct attack, negate the attack, then you can apply the rest of this card's effect. You can banish one tuner monster and any number of non-tuner monsters from your graveyard whose total levels equal 8 or less. And if you do, special summon from your extra deck one synchro monster whose level equals the total level of those banished monsters. So that's treated as, as a synchro summon. So that's why, as long as you could fill up your graveyard, possibly using Naturia Butterfly's effect, if you find yourself in a bit of a pinch, this is probably one of the best cards for this deck. You'll be able to get into a level 7 synchro play pretty quickly. And if you're really in a bind, you can synchro right into Black Rose Dragon, nuke the entire field using its effect. And that's really your main strategy. It's just try and roll into some of those level 7 synchros, uh, some of the stronger ones. Uh, I do like Lightning Warrior because of the burn effect with it. But like I said, just a simple Scrap Archfiend because it's got 2,700 attack for a level 7 tuner. It's uh, pretty much my go-to play early in the duel. Uh, usually when things get a little bit hairy, I'll try and uh, synchro into Black Rose Dragon. And uh, like I said, either blow up my opponent's field or if I got that Copy Plant, which is really the only plant monster in this deck. Uh, if that's in the graveyard, I could activate its secondary effect. But that's pretty unlikely seeing as you're only running two copies of it uh, due to the skill. Um, if I could do this deck without having those copies of Copy Plant in the deck, this uh, would be a little bit more consistent. But again, this is basically to hold you over until uh, until you're able to get uh, get the newest box set that maybe at this point, because I'm, I'm filming this, or I'm recording this in the middle of the week, so I'm not necessarily sure what the leaks are yet as far as the newest um, mini box or the newest um, uh, main box that's going to be coming out. So uh, if there's Black Rose Dragon in it, then you could really just build this deck and plug in those copies of Black Rose Dragon and make it a little bit more consistent using different skills like Beat Down or something along those lines. Um, but for now, use Mark of the Dragon Foot and uh, really establish that deck this way, and I think it's, um, it's pretty fun to play nothing nothing too competitive but i just really wanted to play a black rose dragon deck and this deck build because of the gold sarcophagus uh, uh play into giant rex and using one of your level three synchros and then as well as having trident warrior and hopefully you have a, a level three synchro uh, uh tuner in your hand um it makes it real easy to get into those level seven synchro plays so uh, again this deck is just one that's a lot of fun pretty consistent um but again until we get more level seven synchros that are absolutely worth it and don't have too much of a gimmick re uh, revolving around them because uh i really like power tool dragon but i in this deck i don't want to have to run uh any type of equip spells with it so we kind of i kind of want to see a little bit more uh, generic level sevens that can prove to be pretty powerful uh, that you can throw into just about any deck so for now this is what i'm working with uh dual links you got to step your game up you got to start adding a few more powerful level seven synchro monsters to spice things up a little bit so a deck like this can do very well so uh, anyway that's pretty much it this is my assessment for the um for doug's casual deck of the week i hope you enjoyed it and i'll uh, see you next week
All right, thanks, Doug. And of course, you could find his Twitter page, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. You can find him talking about decks every time. This t- this time this week, of course, not last week because he was in the Shadow Realm, but he has a cool deck for you every week, so check out his stuff. All right, upcoming news. So we have the news for the month. Early May Duels Challenges, that is happening right now. That should not be in this, these show notes. Early May Tag Duel Tournament, obtaining Loomis and Umbra. So we're getting our next Legendary Duelist, which is great. Uh, this is another Duel Monsters World character um it's our second double character so we got the paradox brothers and now you have loomis and umbra of course they play the masked beast cards so uh that is a very old strategy of course they uh those cards aren't aren't even close to being competitive but uh we have we're gonna have new level up cards we're gonna have new skills there's gonna be a lot to talk about they might you know you never know when a character can become Meta relevant, even if they're using old cards, they could do something where you could special summon the masked beast, and that wouldn't be completely OP, but it would be competitive because you get a thirty-two hundred on the board. Uh, so we'll see what that does. There's going to be an Odeon event called Solemn Odeon, and they tease two new cards: Statue of Anguish Pattern and the First Monarch. Uh, knowing that Odeon is uh, a guy who has played Trap Monsters, these are two Trap Monster cards. We'll talk about them next week, but uh, Odeon, of course, isn't too exciting of a character on his own. He's seen a lot of play in Duel Links. Of course, he is important because he was the one who um, basically restrained evil Merrick. I, I personally think both Merricks are evil. Um, first, the, the the less evil one's just stupid, but um, of course, Odeon being in an event could mean Ishizu would see some um, see an appearance or so, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, early May WCS 2019 qualifier celebration road to worlds campaign. So this, I guess this means free stuff for us. Um, hopefully it's enough gems and not just, you know, like a mat or something or an icon. So hopefully get some gems out of that mid May tabletop RPG monster world, new cards. You get to get Tristan again. If you don't have him. a new Yami Bakor skill tour guide, bingo mid May. That's just more rewards for us. It may mark of the dark signer dual thon. It's it's pretty much a dual thon. I think you raise a meter with infernity cards. That's a new thing for five D's world. I don't think you get to obtain a character yet, but there might be a character appearance. Um, late May, the Duel Links World Championship qualifier. So this is the first step before the uh, the finals happen in the summer. And finally, late May, the Duel Quest again. So Duel Quest is happening right now. So it's happening again at the end of the month. Upcoming updates: late May. Uh, there will be dual room updates. There will be something called point battles. So that's a new feature, I guess, uh, for tournament settings where you, you've, they kind of count out the points for you, I guess. And the search feature has been improved for dual rooms. So nice to see that they are putting, um, you know, putting some stones down for uh, some foundation for uh, PvP event, PvP uh, upgrades or whatever. So that is it for this week of... of um, podcast um there wasn't a ton to talk about this week but it's kind of setting us up a transition for uh more exciting next week thanks for tuning hopefully it's got you through something uh you know g- give me any suggestions uh to improve the podcast um i'm always open to, for new ideas uh, listen and subscribe to this podcast on itunes stitcher google play music overcast youtube we're on spotify 
Uh, check out the podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me, thedualassessment at gmail.com, or you can interact with me on Twitter. We have the weekly questions, uh, dual underscore assessment, and my own rarely used Twitter now at Green Ranger CCG. So thanks for tuning, everyone, and I will see you next week.